We are all given the exact same number of hours in a day. The real question for us all is, what are we going to do with it? Because being productive isn't being busy. Busy is just doing stuff. Being productive is getting stuff done. That is being bold. That is bold productivity. This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly. The world needs you. Hello, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bet Lucas. So today I am tackling a topic that so many of you ask me about, and that is, but how do you juggle all the things? And how do you thrive in the areas of your career, the podcast, your family, and all of the other areas and passions that you have? And I hope you have all realized by now that I don't pretend to know all the things. And that I don't pretend to have my life in perfect order. In fact, I'm very aware of my imperfections. I'm very aware of my shortcomings. And yet, I do believe there are some tips that I can share that help me be as productive as possible. I also think that for some of you, you are bothered by the word productive because you feel that people put their value in how productive they are. And in some ways, a challenge in this life is to slow down, to reflect, to find time in the quiet. However, I cannot deny and we cannot deny that productivity and maximizing the time we have is important. And it is important for me if I want to successfully manage my household, manage my job, and manage my passions, and this podcast being one of them. And I think when life gets really chaotic and and busy that sometimes we let life happen to us and we don't initiate and we don't kind of take charge of what how we want our day to look. And sure, there are things we cannot control. However, we have to acknowledge that we do have choices. And we do, in many ways, sail our ship. And we can choose to let the waves push us around. Or we can say, this is how I want to spend my time. This is the way I want to maximize my day. With the understanding that your day might not always go like that. You know, there's going to be a bump in the road. There's going to be spilled cereal on the carpet. There might be a fender bender. There might be something that interrupts your day. And you have to be able to roll with that. At the same time, 
knowing that we can't control every aspect of our day shouldn't prevent us from trying to maximize the time that we have and plan our best day. Okay, here are my top tips on ways I maximize my productivity all while juggling six crazy kids, a busy career, a podcast, and keeping my health a priority. Here I go. Number one, I write everything down and I keep a calendar. Now, that sounds so simple, right? But I find so many people don't do these two things. And they just kind of hope that they remember what they need to do. Or they just kind of hope that the most important things will be front and center in their mind. And I would challenge you that that is not the case. At least it's not for me. I must write things down. So I use a couple different tools that help me be confident that not only am I going to not forget some of my to-do list items, but that I'm focusing on what is the most important at that time. So on my iPhone, I use the Notes app. And as things come to me throughout my day, I put them in there. Or let's say I'm out on a run and all of a sudden I remember something that I forgot to do or that I need to do this week. I throw it in that notes app on my iPhone. Then every day at my desk, I write my to-do list. Now you might think that's a little repetitive since I'm already keeping one on my iPhone, but the iPhone list is really just more random and as things come to me so I don't forget them. My to-do list is actually what do I want to get done that day? What are my priorities? And I find it works really well for me to categorize them. So I categorize it in family, career, and kind of passions. So for example, podcast. And by categorizing them, I can also see what is the most important. I can always refer back to my notes app on my iPhone to see the things that are less important or to see things that didn't make today's to-do list. But by rewriting it every single day, I get to visualize it, it sinks in, and then I am making sure that for that moment, I am prioritizing what is the most important. I'm also assuring I don't forget it. And I think that we have this belief that highly productive people just remember all their to-do list items. They do not. I promise you. Okay, let's talk about the calendar. We all have different ways on organizing our calendar. I love having a physical family calendar on the wall. I feel that keeps us really organized. My kids like to look at it. I also like to have a planner. And I know many of you do everything on your computer through Google Calendar or Outlook. I like those options. I still will use them for different reasons, but I love a good old-fashioned planner to look at my month at a time. I find by looking at one month at a time, it not only makes me the most productive, it also makes sure that I am not overbooking our family, overbooking my career, overbooking period. And that is something that I have to be cautious of because I love to do all the things. And if I don't look at our month at a time, I tend to overbook myself. And this way, it really spaces my time out nicely. But bottom line, I want you to be looking at your to-do list and your calendar every single day. 
not because I want you to become overwhelmed by them, but because the more you look at it, the more you are intimate with those two things, the more confident you are going to be. Hey friends, it's Bet. If you are enjoying today's podcast, I really hope you will join me every week for what I hope you find are inspiring interviews and bold content on topics like family and career and health. And can I also ask you a favor? Can you press that subscribe button and write a review if you like what you hear today? By doing those things, you are helping me get the word out. And I truly would be ever, ever so grateful. It also allows you to be the first to know when new content arrives. So please subscribe today. Now, let's get back to our guest. Number two, I want you to simplify. So here are some ways I do that. Number one, I have stopped saying yes to things out of guilt. What are some examples? You guys, I am horrible at meal trains. Meal trains are those beautiful gifts that people send out when someone's had a baby or something sad has happened in their life and you bring them a meal. You guys, I am not meant for meal trains. First of all, I'm not a great cook. Second of all, I tend to put it off until the last minute, and it just doesn't fit my gifts. However, I have found that instead I send a gift card to DoorDash or Uber Eats. Now, I know it feels less personal, but you guys, I was saying yes out of guilt, but that is not an area where my gifts are best used. And it took me some really painful meal experiences to kind of realize that. And even though it may be your gift. It's not mine. So I hope you're doing that in your life too. Are you auditing things? Are you saying, you know, I'm really forcing this and really my gifts are best used elsewhere? Number two, I, are you spending time on things that your husband could handle, that your kids could handle, that you could have delivered? Examples being, can you get your groceries delivered? Are you valuing your time? Grocery shopping takes time. Your time is worth money. If you can afford to get that delivered, it will simplify your life dramatically. Are you getting regular dry cleaning? Could you have that delivered? Are you and your husband double handling things? So for example, is there something that your husband needs communicated and he's asking you to do it? That would be a great example to have him communicate that directly. And both grocery delivery and dry cleaning pickup You could argue, bet, but those cost money and they're not in my budget. But I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Because we do grocery delivery, we've found we're saving money on our grocery bill because we're not buying things that we see randomly at the store. Secondly, on dry cleaning, that example, most dry cleaning places pick up and drop off for free. I never knew that, and it kills me to think of all the time I wasted going to and from the dry cleaner. And my last example, are you asking your kids for help? For example, can your kids pack their own lunch? Yes, they can. And this can start at a very young age. And what you're going to find is the more you empower them to do that, the more their confidence grows, the more it simplifies your life. Now, at first, it might seem harder to have them help, but I'm telling you, like so many things in life, 
the more we empower the people around us, the more time we find in our day. Another area that has helped me simplify my life is fasting. Fasting has simplified my life in so many ways. I find myself not having to count calories, not having to meal prep, not having to measure this, measure that. Effectively, it has helped me become much more in tune with my body, and I'm not worried about all the snacks. I'm eating more real food, more real meals, and less kind of packaged garbage, low-nutrient food. Moving my body and prioritizing my health has helped me to be productive. What I have found in many ways that moving my body hasn't been really a weight loss tool. It has been a mental health tool. I find the more I can get up early and move my body, whether at home or in the gym, I feel better. I do better. I am more productive. It gets my day going. And in some ways, it's almost like it's my caffeine. So Sometimes I think we believe we don't have the time to move our body because we're juggling all the things. And what I've had to do is force myself to realize that actually, the more I move my body in the morning and get my day started, the more energy and the more productive I actually am. So the time that I'm taking to do that, I get back and more. Number four, I gave up the news a long time ago. I found that it was depressing me. I found that it was taking a lot of time and giving me anxiety. And it has been such a great tool to turn off the news. I also find another area that can reduce your productivity is being on your phone, computer, or watching too much TV, period. And not that all of those things are bad. I am on those things too. But if you are finding that you're feeling overwhelmed, you're losing productivity, and you're trying to find more time in your day, a real easy solution is to give up TV for a while. Give up your phone for a little bit. Give up the computer. Turn off the news. Number five, if you have a larger project that you are trying to work on and you're having a hard time juggling it with all of your day-to-day to-dos, take that project and work backwards. That's a great way to take a very big mountain of a project and break it down into smaller pieces. So for example, I am helping to plan our family reunion this summer. It can feel overwhelming, but if I say, let's work backwards, let's break it down and just slowly chip away at the little items and make sure I'm focusing on what are the most important items and time-sensitive ones, then it feels less and less overwhelming. So let's go through those again. Number one, your calendar and to-do list. They are sacred. Number two, I want you to simplify. I want you to stop saying yes to things out of guilt. I want you to delegate and ask for help where you can. And I want you to think about fasting. Number three, I want you to remember that moving your body isn't going to take away time. It's often going to give you back time. And same goes with prioritizing your health. Number four, if news, TV, your phone, computer are taking over too much of your life, you need to take a break. You need to put some boundaries around it. 
Maybe it's that you only use them at this part of the day. Maybe it's that you only use them so many hours of the day. Maybe it's you literally just go on a news and TV fast. Whatever you need to do, because once you start giving those things up, you're probably going to miss them less and less. And number five, if you have a larger project in front of you, whether at work or at home, work backwards and chip away at it slowly. You know, it's my favorite saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And whenever I'm starting to feel overwhelmed with a project, that's what I do. I just take one little small thing from it and try to chip away. And you know what? As time goes on, it feels less and less overwhelming. And all of a sudden, that mountain that seemed so hard to climb just got a lot easier. I hope these top five productivity tips help you like they've helped me. Because I'm not perfect. I'm not the most productive person in the world. But I do manage a lot. And I know you do too. And I'm confident that if you can be more productive and more strategic with your time, then guess what? All of a sudden, you have more time. Time to relax. Time to meditate. Time to pray. Time to read. Time to be with the ones you love and give back. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your journey with me. I couldn't think of a better place to share my time. Have a good one, my friends. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, vetlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you. You.